Good morning. Can you hear me? There we go. So it's so good to be back with you all after spending so many of my Sundays away from this great place over at Wayland. Um, I hope you've enjoyed a nice Sunday morning sleeping in with that extra hour from Daylight Savings. Hopefully none of you were here a whole hour earlier. I also want to highlight that um, William, one of the youth from this congregation, decorated the pulpit today. So looking at these marvelous decorations, right? There's a fun thing for me with preaching on today's theme. The first Unitarian Universalist church service I ever went to was a Dia de los Muertos service, a Day of the Dead service. Back when I was in the third grade, I walked through the the round doors of the first Unitarian church in San Jose in California, and growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, I was actually raised without a religious tradition. In our family, we celebrated holidays like Christmas and Easter, but we never went to evening masses or candlelit vigils. Our celebration of holidays centered around family rather than faith. Walking through those doors that Sunday morning, I went to church with my UU grandmother, Grandma Torch. Now, before I say anything more about the spectacular service that I attended, my Grandma Torch deserves a bit more of an introduction. Grandma Torch has hair the color of a red onion, and she's got a fiery spirit just like her name suggests. Torch writes for the monthly gossip column for the San Jose UU Church's newsletter. (laughs) That tells you a lot about who she is already. And another special thing about her is that actually tomorrow she's turning 80 years old. So an early happy birthday to my grandma Torch. Even more special, my grandma has been a second mother to my mom and has been a part of my life since I was born. Although she's technically my adopted grandma, she's every bit of a grandmother to me. And she's honestly quite the UU evangelist. She's every bit of the reason that I'm up here today speaking to you. She also never lets me forget that every time I see her. (laughs) Sitting in the service that day, my grandma took me to church with her. I was met with a gorgeous scene. The church had a large altar up at the front decorated in yellows, pinks, reds, and purples of papel picado, the colorful decorative tissue paper. You can see some over here. Calaveras, which are sugar skulls, and cempasuchil, which is the golden Mexican marigolds that you can sometimes see. We sang hymns and recited the church covenant and opening words in both English and in Spanish. The Time for All Ages invited us youth to come up to the altar and to place things to remember our family members. After we were sung to our RE classes that day, we got to decorate paper calaveras and even cut them out into skull masks and wear them. It was such a beautiful celebration and experience for me as a youth. This was a moment where I felt deeply affirmed in aspects of my own identity and family traditions. You wouldn't know it looking at me, but I'm part Mexican-American. My mom, who is half Mexican, grew up very close to the traditions in her family. Growing up, my mom learned to cook traditional meals and dishes. She learned Spanish and spoke it at home with her mother, my biological grandmother. When she was a girl, 
Her family would make numerous trips to Mexico and parts of Texas to visit family members and relatives and see important historical sites. When it came to my brother and me, my mom wanted us to retain a connection to our family roots. In California, we were lucky to have bilingual Spanish and English classes in elementary school. We grew up with many other friends who were Mexican-American. And in our family, we sometimes celebrated Dia de los Muertos by putting up an altar in the backyard, sprinkling flower petals along the pathway. El Dia de los Muertos is a celebration with roots that go back 3,000 years to pre-Columbian times. It has been shaped by indigenous roots with heavy influences from Catholicism. Yesterday, November 2nd, was officially El Dia de los Muertos, but this holiday encompasses two important dates on the Christian calendar, All Saints Day on November 1st and All Souls Day on November 2nd. In this tradition, it is believed that on El Dia de los Muertos, the gates to heaven are open in order to allow our departed loved ones to return and be with us. Families in Mexico, the United States, and some parts of Latin America visit grave sites and decorate altars with favorite foods and drinks of their loved ones. In order for loved ones to find the altars, marigold petals are scattered in a path to lead the ancestors by their bright color and aroma. Although this tradition speaks to the realities of death, this isn't a ritual of mourning. Instead, it's a ritual of celebration. It's about honoring a deep truth behind Dia de los Muertos, that the dead aren't really dead to us unless we've forgotten them. Our reading this morning, the contemplation of death that I uh, read for you earlier by Julie Sopetran is a poem that encapsulates Dia de los Muertos. Sopetran writes, how flavorful death tastes at home with resignation and good food waiting for them to come visit us. Quietly they come carrying on their shoulders their wisdom and the mystery. The offering is complete. Let's toast with death to life. In some ways, celebrating Dia de los Muertos as a family had the same emphasis on family as the other holidays that we celebrated. But this one was felt deeper. As we placed the photos of our departed loved ones and their favorite snacks on the altar, as we lit candles to light the way, we were reminded of our ancestors, my grandparents, my parents' aunts and uncles, even some great-grandparents. We would talk about old family stories of these relatives who my brother and I knew so little about. Dia de los Muertos was a way of remembering our ancestors and celebrating how they were still with us today, even in death. Dia de los Muertos was a special way that we kept a connection to our family traditions. Yet even with this background, I still often wrestle with my identity as both a white person and a Latinx person. I wrestle with this 
because I experienced the world as a white person with a lot of privilege. My identity seldom comes up in conversations. Oftentimes, people assume that I am only of European ancestry. I even hesitate to mention other parts of my identity at times because I fear others won't believe me. If I'm being honest, I approached today's service with some hesitation because I knew what it might look like at face value. A white person leading a predominantly white UU congregation in a Dia de los Muertos service. You might be asking why we don't have a large altar set up for Dia de los Muertos today. Right now in our association as Unitarian Universalists, we're wrestling with how to honor holidays and traditions like Dia de los Muertos without causing hurt and harm through cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation is what happens when one culture, usually a privileged culture, takes elements from a disadvantaged culture out of their original meanings and contexts. The UUA has published resources and materials on Dia de los Muertos, but Latinx UUs have cautioned congregations against celebrating it unless it's shared from people connected to the culture. The Reverend Marisol Caballero speaks to how it feels when predominantly white UU congregations celebrate this tradition without an authentic connection. She writes, when white people celebrate El Dia de los Muertos, not as the personal invited guest of Mexicans, it feels to me like some have crashed a family funeral or awake. In other, in other words, it feels disrespectful and even insensitive. Now, it's deep in our theology to look to world traditions and faiths for inspiration. This is really kind of who we are as a religious people. Our fourth principle invites us into a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. The third source of our living tradition maintains that we seek inspiration from the wisdom of the world's faith traditions to enhance our understandings of an ethical and spiritual life. Yet, this must be done delicately and with great care. When we look to other traditions as sources, we must avoid taking rituals and celebrations out of their original culture and context. At that point, when we remove traditions from their contexts, we become accomplices and agents in cultural appropriation. However, there are also moments when we celebrate rituals and traditions authentically in our tradition. In fact, when we do this right and we honor traditions shared by people connected to them, we can create some truly transformative and empowering and affirming worship spaces. Now, I personally experienced this as a kid that Sunday morning when I went to church with my grandma Torch. I felt deeply affirmed in my identity, and it felt authentic to have people connected to this tradition share it with a wider community. In a way, having a service like this showed me that I belonged. It showed me that Unitarian Universalism could hold all of who I was, even with identities in tension with one another. 
So we don't have an altar this morning. But what we can do together is honor and appreciate the richness of this tradition. We can pay respect to how meaningful this ritual is for the people who celebrate it. We can also take some deep lessons from our own theology as Unitarian Universalists and where that theology meets Dia de los Muertos. A question at the heart of Dia de los Muertos for me is that wider question of who are we? In Spanish, quienes somos? Who has come before us? I see an intersection with Dia de los Muertos and how we also view death in our tradition. From our call to worship this morning, the Reverend Kathleen McTeague offers a reflection on ancestors. She writes, they are with us still. Their words remind us and call us back to ourselves. Their courage and love evoke our own. We, the living, carry them with us. We are their voices, their hands, and their hearts. Dia de los Muertos reminds us of this reality, that those who have passed away aren't truly gone. They are with us still. Our ancestors are part of a living community, and we who are living carry them with us through our lives. Those who have died are alive in us as we keep their memory alive. Friends, our UU theology calls us to celebrate life. This doesn't mean that we should be afraid of death. Rather, as the title of this sermon suggests, we ought to see, life, see death in light of the celebration of life, una celebración de la vida. Whether we celebrate life with altars or marigold petals, with calaveras or ofrendas, or even simply in gathering together and keeping memories alive of those who have gone before us, we're reaching back to our ancestors and remembering more of who we are here today. As the hymn that we are about to sing tells us, we are our grandmother's prayers and our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of our ancestors. We can say yes to life through honoring death, realizing that while death is at times scary, there's nothing to fear. They are with us still. In the spirit of Dia de los Muertos, may we leave this place ready to answer yes to life. May we mourn those who have died, but celebrate their living legacies that are still with us. May you find time this week to remember those you love who have died. Look for the ways that you still see them showing up in your life. Look for the ways that they're still with you today. May we, as Unitarian Universalists, offer rituals from places of authenticity and respect for all of us in our community. May we create a vibrant multicultural tradition in which all of us find welcome, inclusion, and affirmation. May it be so. Amen.